Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Lazio all over the world. Welcome to another episode of Lazio Lounge. I'm Vittorio Campanile. Today, we're going to talk about Lazio Fiorentina, the winter transfer market of Lazio, and a little bit, if we have time, we have to talk about the Coppa Italia because next Thursday, Lazio is playing at Turin against Juventus. And uh, the Coppa Italia has to be a competition where Lazio is trying to reach the final, even if it's, if it's going to be really tough because we have Juventus now and eventually Inter in the semifinal. But before talking about Coppa Italia, let me introduce our guest, Alistair McKenzie. Alistair, again, I would say Lazio had a huge chance against Fiorentina uh, after beating AC Milan 4-0. And watching what happened yesterday with Milan losing again, with Juventus losing, Lazio had a huge opportunity. And with a victory, Lazio would have been second on the table, two points ahead of uh, Milan, Atalanta, Roma, etc. So we can say it's a wasted opportunity. But after the last two chances of Fiorentina in the last second, do you think it's two points wasted or one point gain from Lazio? Hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I'm very interested later on to hear about this January transfer market. I didn't know that there was such a thing existed. You're allowed to sign players in January. Yes, that's crazy. Um, but we'll get on to that later. The match itself, I think, felt like a game Lazio might have lost in the past, if we're looking for a positive spin. Uh, you can see the benefits of having this improved defence on nights like that because the attack was offering so little. Um, I, I find it really disappointing, to be honest. You know, it came to life a bit. After Fiorentina finally got their goal, Lazio did come to life a bit more. They got an extra bonus, a bit, bit of a boost too. Once Chiro came on, that made a bit of a difference. But yeah, it's essentially what we were fearing, wasn't it? Which is that it's all very well smashing Milan 4-0, but it it loses a bit of its um, stardust if you then can't beat a team that are 12th in the table at home in your next match. So I have to say I do feel like it's two points dropped because it's from a winning position again. I read earlier it's 15 points this season now have been sacrificed from winning positions. So... Yeah, frustrated with it, really. Sari said the team was tired, which makes sense because we played Tuesday. But again, another very important point, and I think this will lead to a transfer market discussion. Sari picked the same starting eleven against Fiorentina that played against AC Milan. Now, the question is, with Chiro not 100% fit, who could have started? I mean, my only option would have been... Lazar instead of Isai. But apart from that, I mean, would you start Basic in front of uh, Miniko Isaric? Vecino, who after the World Cup has been playing terrible, instead of Luis Alberto? I mean, that's the only option we have at the moment, right? So maybe Lazio would have 
needed to sign someone this winter because yeah we don't have that many options now going forward yeah but it feels like the narrative has shifted there a bit because the start of the season we were talking a lot more about the depth of options being bigger than ever because back then we would include the likes of Marcos Antonio in those discussions Matteo Cancellieri would come up in those discussions um Luca Romero as well I guess is probably come into that discussion more during the season but yeah I mean the I don't I, I don't think Sari did the wrong thing by picking the same team because I think you you need to reward that that team for that performance and it would have been quite harsh you know when we were talking about that game a few days ago we were saying you could have given the man of the match award to almost anyone because they all played so well so I don't think you can criticize him necessarily for that but perhaps not responding quickly enough to how how poorly they were playing. I mean, Milinkovic-Savic, I thought, looked exhausted. Um, there was one point even in the first half where he kind of looked like he might have hurt himself a bit, but then he was just walking back towards the defence yeah. as Fiorentina were attacking, and he was the fur furthest forward player. You know, everyone else was back defending, and he was just walking back. And I was like, is he being lazy here, or is he is he hurt, or is he tired? And I think having seen the rest of the game, I concluded that he's tired because it, it just didn't look quite right. Not for the first time this this no. year, as in 2023, but um, it was disappointing again from him. Um, and just generally the, the team never kind of, I don't know, never really got out of first or second gear, really. It felt like a very very slow performance, a very kind of uninspired performance. So I guess when you look at it like that, it is, you could maybe say it's positive to take anything from, from a performance that poor. But yeah, it's frustrating seeing it again. Um, we've now seen, you know, we, we beat, uh, beat, Ro beat, sorry, beat Inter, then drew Sampdoria, we um, beat Atalanta and then lost to Selenitana and now we've beaten Milan and drawn with Fiorentina. So there is a pattern here of, big wins followed by disappointing results. Were you surprised that Sergei wasn't subbed? Because Luis Alberto came off and we have to be honest, uh, Luis Alberto was great against AC Milan but was pretty much invisible last night. So uh, a lot of people around me in the stadium was expecting Sergei to come off. But I think the reason why he didn't come off is that even when he's playing so poorly, he still can decide the match with with one chance right so i believe that's the reason why sari didn't take him off yeah I, you know when we've had these discussions before about this has said the same thing it's like you just know he is capable of producing that and actually i thought he did come to life a bit in the last 20 yeah. minutes as well um you know i'm thinking more and more about this idea i came up with last week of Sergey just representing the entire team and it felt a bit like it last night because when he was slow and sluggish and off it the whole team was and then when he came to life a little bit in the last 20 so did Lazio and obviously he he played that really nice dinked pass into Chiro is just a bit too far for him on the stretch to get to it but he, he did he did suddenly seem to be a lot more involved a lot more active in the attacking third to try and get things going but too little too late um, and yeah, I think we're we're coming into a difficult period now, really, when you're talking about these options, because we do need that competition for places to come back. It's 
it's been great to see Alberto find a really good run of form again. But ideally, we would like to see that happening at a time where Vecino is still playing really well, like he was earlier in the season. And so there's a real battle going on there. And so there's a real hunger when guys are coming in for midweek games or whatever to, to kind of be battling to win that shirt back. Whereas at the moment, it does feel a bit like the first 11 is kind of nailed on, uh, with the exception maybe of, of Chiro or Chiro or not Chiro, depending on his fitness. Yeah, that would add Lazzari. And, uh, Lazzari, yeah. Lazio pretty much has 13 starters because Casale, who finally scored his first goal yesterday, I think he has secured that position because at the beginning of the season, we had a little bit of rotation there, Alistair. We had Patrick, Casale, <coughs> at the same point, at certain point, was, was playing a little bit. Now it's pretty much uh, Romagnoli Casale. And uh, you mentioned Miliko Savic. Um, I think that the the barometer of, of this team is Danilo Cataldi. He played great against AC Milan. He was terrible yesterday against Fiorentina. One of the reasons why Lazio struggled so much for me was that Lazio wasn't able to uh, overcome the pressure Fiorentina brought in. And the reason why was Cataldi missing a lot of, not easy, but pass that he should have made in that position. And uh, I think even Sari noticed, and that's why... Marcos Antonio, who usually comes in the last five, four minutes of the match, came so early. And I don't think it's a coincidence that with Marcos Antonio in, the team started to play a little bit better. I don't want to say incredibly better, but we finally created some more chances. So I think Cataldi give you the temperature of this team. Yeah, Um I think it was good to see Antonio actually being trusted to do that because we've seen less and less of that in the in the last couple of months. Like I was saying at the start, they're right at the start of the season when all these new signings had come in. There was a lot more rotation happening because we weren't quite sure yet how good anyone was, how everyone would fit into the team, you know, how everyone would adapt to Serie A and so on. Uh, like you're saying with Gila, who's obviously had his injury problems as well, but we've we've not seen him for ages. Um and yeah, Antonio, I think, was a guy who we just had big expectations for. And actually, from the summer signings, he was the only one who was being put into the predicted starting 11s um, that, you know, newspapers and so on are doing before the season starts. He was the only one who really was popping up, um, with the exception of the, the goalkeepers. Romagnoli. And, uh, Romagnoli, sorry, yeah. Um <clears throat> Casale obviously has has done really well to establish himself now as that that uh, first choice partner for Romagnoli in, in defence, and you know that's that that's a three there. Provadel, Casale, and Romagnoli are all new, and it's easy to forget that because they look so well established by now. The more they're playing together, it feels like the better they're getting. The more they're trusting each other, and that that was really what got Lazio the point yesterday was was the way that the team played. But Antonio, yeah, I think it's it's good to see that Sarri's starting to trust him to have a little bit more game time. But yeah, it's it's still it we're still waiting on him to kind of make that big impact. Yeah. He's not had a single performance, I would say, where you feel like, wow, okay, this is the guy, this is who we brought in to to do this job, to be the pendulum to to get this midfield ticking. We've still not quite seen that from him. And granted, he's not had tons of opportunities or minutes, but 
you, you still can make an impact from the bench. And uh, I thought he did to a certain extent yesterday, but he didn't transform the game. No. Can we say after the match, yesterday's match, the discussion Lazio plays better with Felipe Anderson and not Chiro is over? <laughs> well, I mean, it was great to see Chiro back. I mean, I think that the... It's not much of a debate anyway. I think it's 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 really more that people are delighted that we have found this alternative that seems to work. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think you always kind of it's easy to overlook what you what you don't have, and the fact that Chiro's had a few games on the sidelines means that people can start making those arguments, but forgetting that he's just the most ridiculously prolific goal scorer we've ever had. Um, and once he came on, I think it was just a lift to the whole team, wasn't it? And also the crowd, because the crowd was getting frustrated at that time of yeah. the game. I mean, how many sloppy passes did we see last night? It was a bit of that. It was a bit of the refereeing, which was really a bit unpredictable. Everyone was getting annoyed about that. It was prob probably as well from seeing your team at home having about 30% possession and but not really counter-attacking. And yeah, it was frustrating. So I think by the time Shiro came on, it was a real lift to the crowd, to the team, to the players and so on. And hopefully now he's back, we can see him starting to score again and and that Anderson thing can can become a, a, a good plan B rather than a consideration as the first choice option. Before talking about the transfer market, you mentioned the referee. How embarrassing it was that Jovic took like two minutes to get out of the pitch. The ref signed the clock and then he gave four minutes of extra time when only Terracciano uh, taking goal kicks lost like 10 minutes. I mean, this is embarrassing. I mean, that ref should be banned just for this mistake. Four minutes of extra time after all the time Fiorentina lost. It's, I don't know, it, it's terrible. I think I, I was more surprised and found it more embarrassing that Fiorentina were trying to waste time at all. I mean, that was their game to win, really. They had the better chances in that match. They were they were on top of Lazio for a lot of that game. Obviously, hit the bar in the very last minute as well. But I don't really understand why, with however long that was to go, 20 minutes or something, it's still quite a while from the end, that, as far as I remember. I don't really understand why you're looking to waste time anyway when you've got a bit of momentum and you can go on and win that match. Well, I think that was the second half where Lazio was pushing harder. And, uh, you know, for Fiorentina, I think a point out of uh, Lazio the way, it, it's a great performance, a great result. So, yeah, they, they had a huge chance in the last second. I still don't believe it, they missed it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the referee was was awful. Uh, I mean, you were, you were at... Fiorentina, Roma Fiorentina and Dodo was sent off after 20 minutes. I think he made like six yellow yeah. card fouls in the first half and didn't get a yellow card. Now, red card. He's a reckless player. <laughs> it's simply unacceptable. Why he get a red card in, a, in one match, do pretty much the same thing in hours and get off with just one yellow card? Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure I saw enough for him to be sent off in that match. But look, I think when it comes down to it, I think Lazio need to be able to impose themselves more in these kind of matches. Um, I, I think the 
the the game plan you know taking the early lead can be a great thing can be the perfect confidence booster to go on and push on like it was against milan just a few days ago go in front after four minutes and then the thing we were both saying we loved in that performance was the way that they then pushed and were relentless in the way that they attacked milan and and wouldn't let that go um and we know that Lazio need to do that because as we've seen against empoli very recently even if you're two nil up at home with 10 minutes yeah. to go you still haven't won the match so it was really disappointing that after taking that lead, which was with the first chance of the game, Lazio didn't really take control of that game. They didn't really counterattack no. properly. They didn't really get anything going until maybe 60, 65 minutes in. And yes, you know, Fiorentina were being restricted to shots from outside the box and so on. But if you let, you know, Jovic... Gonzalez, Barak, Kwame, whoever, if you let that kind of player have enough of those shots, one of them will go in and and lo and behold, Nico Gonzalez scores. So Fiorentina have had this problem all season of really scoring enough goals and turning those that possession into goals. But I, I think that Lazio were a bit complacent, really, in, in the way that they responded to going in front, which was disappointing after seeing the complete opposite only a few days earlier. Yeah, we have to be honest and say that after Lazio scored pretty much in the first half, we didn't do nothing. And Fiorentina didn't create many dangerous chances, but had the ball possession. And you can see that they were creating and, and Lazio wasn't able to, to do nothing, pretty much. Uh, Luis Alberto was marked very well and Milinko Isaic was pretty much invisible. So, after this performance, how does the words of Claudio Lotito, who said that he decided that Lazio doesn't need any signing because this team is good enough and we don't need anybody. And if we sign a new player, this could alterate the, the, the spirit of the team. I mean, how does this cope with, with, with the performance Lazio had? Well, <laughs> I mean, we've heard this kind of thing before, haven't we? The, the famous... Um line when Inzaghi was in charge about how he's bought, bought him a Ferrari and, and he needs to go and drive it now kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that um, Lazio's summer transfer window was, was good and retrospectively we can say a lot of those signings have worked out really well. But you can also say six months in that some haven't worked out so well and that there are still clear deficiencies in these in this team that we were even aware of last summer the left back and and the striker okay anderson has proven himself to be a, a good backup for immobile um when he's out injured but as we were talking about a few days ago lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What happens then if you have a problem with Anderson? And what happens then on the wing if you're relying on Anderson um, playing through the middle? Because Pedro is is getting on a bit and the young guys haven't quite pushed on to a level where we can rely on them yet. So it's depth of options. And also, I just think the thing that frustrates people with this more than anything is that that's her third in the table, one point of second um, or two points now, I can't quite remember. And so you're, you're in this position where, okay, you might not want to spend money. No one's asking you to spend tens of millions of euros, but you're in a position where actually investing and, you know, improving the squads and giving Sadi what he needs, the payoff is so much bigger because Champions League qualification now, after what's happened to Juve and after what's happened to Milan and, and Inter recently, it's right there, you know, <laughs> it's right there for the taking all of a sudden. So I think that's why free people are so frustrated. Yeah, uh, we're two points behind Inter. And the other thing, Alistair, is this is the first transfer winter market, I recall, where Milan, Inter, Juventus don't make a signing. I mean, last year, Juventus was out of the Champions League and they brought in Vlaovic and things changed dramatically. Uh, Milan is struggling. Doesn't look they're going to sign any player. Uh, Inter is second, not playing great football, but doesn't look like they're going to sign a player. So... You know, if Lazio was able to get a replacement, because again, I mean, uh, bringing in Giovanni Cabral or another type of player like that is useless. But probably Bonazzoli or something like that would, would have helped this team. So in a year where the big clubs doesn't do any, doesn't sign any player in the winter summer uh, winter transfer market, it would have been good to see Lazio doing something in, change, in exchange, right? Yeah, and um, we all know that the fixture list is about to become very, very busy. Uh, we all know that the same problem still exists, that this team struggles with multiple competitions, that the squad depth is, is still a bit of a problem and, and that points will be dropped as a result of the, you know, the fixture build-up. And... Um, yeah, I mean, look, the mechanics of the the actual transfer market are are difficult in January. Um, the economic side is obviously difficult. Serie A in general is in a really bad position financially, and a lot of the clubs, as we can see, are are struggling. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's not a lot of money to spend. But I think I've seen you make this point somewhere else that, yeah, is is it not then better to just say that you know, be honest about it? Don't try and keep the pressure on Sadi by saying he's already got everything he needs. He doesn't. But it's fine to say we need to be sensible about it economically because everyone knows that that's the way that Lotito operates anyway. Yeah, it's that the, the biggest mistake, I think. We were all expecting nothing or just one signing. Just say, look, we have some struggles. Uh, the financial balance sheet is not great. Uh, we have a lot of things to pay, taxes, etc. So we are not able to do any signing. That would have been much better than, no, we don't need anybody. 
because we do. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, apart from Napoli, every Serie A team needed a couple of signings. So why didn't Lazio? So that that's bad. And uh, this brings me to another question. Thursday days, you went to Lazio and Rubo said that Chiro would start. Uh, I wasn't happy to see Chiro coming in yesterday because he's so important for us. And uh, I want to see him back when he's 100% fit. So starting Thursday in a Coppa Italia match uh, doesn't excite me a lot. I mean, I would have been, I would have preferred to see Felipe playing there. Maybe Cancellieri starting and giving a chance. Well, it's a good opportunity to rotate, isn't it? Playing against yeah. one of these mid-table, struggling mid-table teams. <laughs> um, you just play the kids and you'll probably still get the result in these kind of games. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Sadio will want to see where he's at, won't he? Um, I guess... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's hard fun to say, isn't it? We've had this discussion a, a, a few times before, so I don't think we need to get back into it again. But um, how how much do you go for the Cup Italia at this stage? How much do you push for for it when it's going to clog up your fixture list when the payoff of actually winning it is, is, is very small compared to um, qualifying for the Champions League? I mean, I, I kind of hate that argument because winning a trophy is always better than finishing fourth, but... In modern football, the reason people go for fourth more is because of the financial reward. And anyway, yeah, I think you're right. We need to be extra careful with Chiro. We've seen over the last season and a half now, a couple of seasons, that he's uh, he's starting to pick up more problems than he used to. And obviously, that happens the older he gets. It was really incredible earlier in his Lazio career how few injuries he got how yeah. consistent he was not only in the goals he scored but in how how uh, available he was um so yeah i think we all know how important he is to this team both as a goal scorer and as a captain so they need to be yeah i agree with you, you need to be extra careful plus the other thing alistair is that rumor is, is that chiro could start but could start even cancellieri so I, I mean you're risking your number nine and uh, you're playing some subs as well so I mean, don't don't risk Chiro. Uh, play some subs, give some up time for Cancellieri, etc. And again, would you risk uh, Luis Maxiano in, in the Thursday match, or would you go with uh, Provedel? Yeah, I'd, I'd play Maximiano. I think. I mean, I think he deserves to be given an opportunity. And if it's not in the Copa, then then where is it? Yeah. Um, you know, we we don't really have any reasons not to trust him. There's no reason to be suspicious about Maximiano. I mean, he, he made one bad mistake in his first game, but that wasn't like, you know, that wasn't a, a, a howler of a goalkeeping error technically, really. It was just a really bad misjudgment on a big moment for him and obviously got that wrong. But it's a bit different than if we'd seen him against Bologna having a shot straight at him that he's just dropped and has gone into the back of the net. I mean, I think we we should um, still be confident that he's a good goalkeeper, even though we haven't seen him much. So, of course. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting as well to see how seriously Juve take this or not. Um, obviously, they've got a hell of a lot of work to do to make up points. Obviously, there's still a chance that the 15-point uh, deduction will be overturned by the end of the season. So, they... they <laughs> 
they still really don't know where they are. And you would imagine that the COPPA isn't exactly the top of their priority list right now. So, yeah, it, it, it's not. But they are like 14 points behind the Roma that is the last in the Europe League <laughs> table. So, you know, it, it sounds crazy, but the Coppa Italia could be their biggest chance or only chance to go to a European competition this year. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? But this is how things are going. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> but they've got some, you know, one of the things, weirdly, that Allegri's managed to do this season is bring through quite a few of their kind of uh, more exciting young players. So it'd be interesting to see if they're, they're giving them opportunities as well in this game. Uh, it's quite hard to call um, what kind of lineups we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe Pogba will start. Yeah, and Vlaovic is now back from injury, similar to Immobile, came off the bench. So, yeah, um, maybe he'll be back. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I think it would be nice, obviously, to have a cup run. Um, I, 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 I have a lot of issues with Coppa Italia as a competition and the format of the competition, but I do think it's it's still a fantastic achievement for. Uh, to, for Lazio to win it. So it was great in 2019. I'd love to see it happen again, but probably not at the expense of, of messing up everything else in in, uh, in the top four race in Europe, whatever. Um, would you prefer a Coppa Italia or a Conference League win? What do you think is actually a more meaningful competition? I, I would go for the Conference League. Because it's... Just to annoy the Romanisti? Or? Well, not only. Yeah, that's one point. But even to win a European competition again, you know, I think that yeah. makes it more important than the, the Coppa Italia. Money-wise, I think it's pretty much the same. Or Coppa Italia gives you even a little bit more. But it's a European competition. So I think that's the most important thing. Alison, going back to the Serie A, we said it a lot of time that Lazio don't, should avoid losing points against small teams. But... We saw Milan losing at home against Sassuolo, Juventus losing against Monza. I mean, our opponents are dropping points against small teams. And probably this is the only reason why Lazio is still there, right? Well, this is the thing. I mean, we were, we were um, complaining a bit about Lazio's performances a few weeks ago, drawing against Empoli and beating Sassuolo but not playing that well. Then we see Sassuolo smash Milan. We see Empoli beat Inter and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, actually maybe those weren't terrible performances after all. Um, yeah, it's a crazy season, isn't it? I mean, I essentially think nobody is very good apart from Napoli. Um, there is a lot of very flawed teams in, in the league this year and Napoli are a complete level above everybody else. Um, so... Uh, it's that's why I think it really is all there for the taking. I can't foresee the current Milan crisis going on forever. They can't be this bad for the rest of the season. They've just been absolutely terrible the last uh, last two or three weeks. Um, so we, I think Lazio have to take full advantage of this moment that they're in where, uh, okay, yesterday was a frustrating result, but still the unbeaten run is now what, five matches, um, if I'm right. And that's not bad. Um, 
if you're if you're not going to be at your best, then don't lose. I think that was something Providel said last night or Casale, I can't remember who. And it's a bit of a cliche, but it is true. I mean, we we would prefer if Lazio were at their best all the time, but I think this is the benefit of having this defence, um, which which has really improved as well. Um, I think we had some concerns about that, didn't we? The end of last year, start of this year, after being gubbed three 0 by Juve and then throwing, you know, conceding twice against Lecce and Empoli, there were some worries that this defence was suddenly falling apart again, but they seem to have reacted really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, again, I, I, I rewatch a couple of times uh, Nico Gonzalez's goal, and I think Cataldi makes a mistake there, and Provedel could have done something better, probably. But overall, Fiorentina is a very dangerous team. Uh, yes, Milan is not playing great football, but we didn't concede nothing. Uh, Sassuolo... <laughs> I don't know what to say because they scored five goals yesterday. So is it a good performance by our defense or simply Sassuolo uh, overachieved against Milan? But yeah, that, I mean, I think Lazio considered something like 10 goals less than last year. So already, so that that's a good, good improvement, right? Yeah, and second best record in, in Serie A. Um, I think only Napoli have conceded fewer goals than Lazio at this point, and I think that's only one goal less, as far as I remember. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it has been really, really impressive. I mean, especially impressive considering that it's it's all new in that central area with Provadel and Casale and Romagnoli. So um, that's something that they can build off, and it, and it really helps the team if things aren't working up front, as they really weren't last night. Um so, yeah, that's positive. Would still be nice to have a have a left back, but um, I think we'll have to wait another six months at least. I mean, left it says back. a lot, doesn't it, that we last last this time last year. I remember we met up to do a, a January transfer window preview because there are all these things that might happen. This year, we haven't even bothered talking about it <laughs> because it's just so unlikely that anything is going to happen that we just ignored it. Do you still believe it's better left back, not a vision mobile? Um, well, no, I mean, I would, I would, I think the Vichy mobile just we just just to stop talking about it. I mean. How long have we been doing this podcast? We've been talking about it pretty much the entire time. Um, so yeah, I, I still, still would love that to happen at some point. We should change the name. It should be not Lazio Lounge, Vice Mobile. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and now with Rado out with injury, well, Rado was hardly playing, but he's injured now. So does this bring even more sense of urgency there? I mean... It was interesting, Alistair, because yesterday Sari talked about, well, if you get some, in, if we pick some injury, then we're going to give some space to some youngsters. Uh, do we really believe in that? Um, well, I mean, there's, there's no one exactly jumping out, is there? It's not like Lazio have got a thriving youth academy right now where there's a lot of amazing players pushing for inclusion. So, um yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe we can transform uh, Luca Romero into a left back, <laughs> or 
try, try and find a way of uh, making the most of what we've got. Put Cancellieri as a right back and then move Lazzari across or something. Yeah, bring back Parola, making play everywhere. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Lazio Primavera played yesterday or Saturday, I don't remember, I think Saturday, and drew against Ascoli, uh, that is second, well, we are first with the same points, Lazio and Ascoli, and Crespi, that is a top striker that everybody's talking about, missed a penalty. So we could have won that match. Uh, but at least last year, we remember, we were even close to the first position. Now we are first, same point with Ascoli. So things are going slightly better, slightly, I would say. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the the, the Primavera um, system generally is a, is a, always a bit of a false guideline to how players will perform in Serie A, but Primavera 2 is just, yeah, I think we really need to get back get back in that top, top yeah. level. Alistair, before I, I leave you, uh, is it easier for Lazio to sell Fares in this winter transfer market or to finish top four in Serie A? <laughs> uh, probably to finish top four. I mean, Fares, yeah, it's quite interesting, the kind of renaissance of Fares. Well, it's not really a renaissance because he's not played at all yet, but just the fact that he's been back in match day squads and so on. I mean, he, he is a left back, you know, that, that is the thing that he has in his corner. So um, if he's still got a shred of confidence left after what's happened in the last year and a half, I don't see why he can't be reintegrated. He was, let's not forget, quite an exciting signing at the time. We had yeah. high hopes for him. So um, this isn't a joke of a player. So why not? Let's see what he can do. Um Problem is, there's there's very little room now for experimentation of any sort, is there? So, I don't really know when Fares will come in unless there's a an injury crisis. Maybe Coppa Italia against Juventus. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back. Well, Monday is Verona Lazio, so we're definitely not gonna do the pod on Monday. Probably on Tuesday then, I guess, and or maybe on Friday if Lazio super destroy Juventus like 4-0 win then we we will be forced to do a special podcast don't see it happening but you never know right with this Lazio team and Juventus I should add or this Juve team yeah I was gonna say (laughs) thanks everybody please uh, rate and review our podcast and if you want to support us remember patreon.com slash Lazio Lounge bye guys cheers